My name is Steve Pierce, correspondent for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm joined by Shahan Mufti, longtime journalist, head of the journalism department at the University of Richmond, and author of the new book, American Caliph, about the 1977 Hanafi Muslim siege of Washington, D.C. Shahan, welcome. Can you give us a brief overview of what happened back then and why? Well, at the center of my book are uh, two full days uh, from March 9th, actually into early into the morning of March 11th of 1977. Um, these were uh, these were three crazy days in the history of America that have been amazingly uh, forgotten uh, by many, by most. Um, it, this was a, a hostage taking that uh, took place in Washington D.C. on the morning of March 9th. Um, uh, Twelve members of uh, of a, the Hanafi group, a group of mostly African American Muslims, uh, headquartered in Washington D.C., just a few miles up the road from the White House, took over three different locations in Washington D.C. Uh, and they uh, and took close to 150 hostages in the city that morning. Um, seven of them went to the B'nai B'rith headquarters, which is the, the largest Jewish services organization in the country, actually, and the oldest. Uh, a few others went to the Islamic Center uh, on Massachusetts Avenue in Washington, D.C., which is the, the at that time was definitely the largest, most important mosque, Islamic mosque in the country, took uh, about a dozen hostages there. And then two other Hanafis, they landed in the district building, uh, which is just a couple hundred yards from the White House, actually visible from the White House. And uh, those three men took uh, uh, about another dozen hostages in the district building. That location was the most violent, where uh, shots were fired. There was a firefight between security, police, and, and the Hanafi hostage takers. And uh, that's where the first casualties that uh, morning happened. Um, speaking of the White House, this was uh, early days for the Carter administration. So Jimmy Carter had been in office no, not even two months at this point. And uh, he uh, he was quickly <laughs> considering all that was happening in that city and how close it was to the White House. The, the federal government and the White House were quickly involved in that. And Carter was actually busy that day hosting uh, the Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, and they were having some heated exchanges about um, the 1967 borders that Israel would have to return to, and some Middle Eastern politics was in Washington that morning in more than one way. I should, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, tell you that, uh, and our listeners, that uh, I have a personal stake in the story. I was 18 years old at the time. My father was an intern in the district building in D.C., and he was caught up in all of this and um, actually uh, severely wounded. He'd lived uh, life uh, after the incident uh, in a wheelchair, uh, triplegic because of a gunshot wound that was uh, uh, suffered as part of the uh, shooting that you refer to. Uh, so that's, that's right. how I got interested in the story. I, the story got interested in me. How did you get interested in the story? Uh, in a roundabout way. Um, I uh, really, I think... My interest, I actually did not know about this story. Like so many people that in your audience that are are hearing this for the first time, I had never heard of this until about seven years ago when I found it. I, f I found it kind of a roundabout way. I was, um, it, uh, the there was the, the attack in Paris, France, on the Charlie Hebdo offices in 2015 um, by a, a couple of um, French Muslim men and they had attacked the Charlie Hebdo. Uh, it was a, a satirical publication in France. And they'd attacked those offices because the, they, they had published some cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. 
Uh, anyway, I, I, I mean, I was kind of shaken by that event and, um, I, as a journalist, I, you know, I was kind of, uh, dry. I was, I found myself thinking about it a lot, that attack on that newsroom. And, uh, there was a lot of the, like almost half that editorial team died and was murdered that day. And it was something that got me thinking about this issue. And I had been long thinking about this larger recurring issue of, of violence that happens around this idea of of protecting the Islamic prophet's honor and memory and, and, and image. And, you know, all the way from the satanic verses in the eighties to all the way until, well, Salman Rushdie was just attacked on stage again. And in between, we've had the Danish cartoons. We've had the YouTube video that led to the, that when part was in the middle of the Arab spring, there was there's South Park episodes. I mean, there's been so much. This keeps happening. I had long been paying attention to this, and and that's when I I, I started looking into it, and I just found this as a kind of a throwaway paragraph in, in an academic study while I was reading up on the issue about this takeover in downtown Washington uh, by twelve Muslim men and uh, 150, and I just couldn't I could not believe what I was reading. Because uh, I didn't know, well, I just didn't know, I couldn't believe that I didn't know anything about it. I had never heard anything about it. And I was even more amazed when I found that nobody had actually written about it. And there was no real record of what had occurred, in, in at least in book form or in any kind of long form. So that, as, as a reporter, as a journalist, as a person, author, as a person who writes books, that was that was it. That I knew in that moment that this is something I had to had to write about, and and I had no idea really the the what I was getting into and the layers I would have to peel back, but but I got started on that pretty immediately, and it, that was seven years ago almost now. I've always wondered why it hadn't been turned into a movie, a Hollywood movie, because it has all the elements. You have you know violence, you have all the action movie things. The only thing. Uh, I think you really don't have a lot of his sex, and you even have Elizabeth Taylor and tangentially. Yeah. So I guess you could. and and a and a crazy cast of characters. That's the thing is that I mean it's just amazing. Uh, the, uh, in the beginning, like when I started writing the book, I did not know. I could not imagine uh, the cast of characters I would encounter. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the NBA star central to this story. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor is, is in the, in the mix. Malcolm X is an important character, especially in the first half of the story. Um, we have, uh, you know, uh, Amiri Baraka makes an appearance. Marion Barry is shot in Washington, DC, who went on to become, um, the mayor of Washington forever. <laughs> Uh, Muammar Gaddafi, I would say, is a central, pivotal character, the Libyan dictator. Um, Anthony Quinn is in there. I mean, I could keep going, and it sounds crazy when you list them in this order. How could all these people possibly be connected? But they are, and and that's what that is what I think was really this is a rich story and it's just uh all these characters are coming in from different parts of american culture and society and global culture and society and that's what i think really made this story interesting for me but beyond the action and the kind of recreating of important events it was just the uh, the ramifications of all that and and the roots of all that was happening as well as this this uh, this was a uh, um yeah it it just had a it was a 
really textured layered story to work on and part of, that's why it took a long time but i think that's also why it was a very satisfying story to write have you had any inquiries about film rights for the book <laughs> i think so i'm trying to keep my head clear of that stuff my agent is <laughs> dealing with that but yes there is obviously i mean i think now that the story's been written and 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 steve like we were talking about i mean the people did not really this since this had never been written about people didn't really i think appreciate uh the richness of the story but i think now that it's in book form i think uh people in the visual medium are are definitely i assume going to be interested i think it would make a great movie or a series or a limited series or something yeah well most of the work's been done now so uh you know yeah it's just got to get cameras now <laughs> the first time i heard about the book is when you received a grant uh to do the uh research on it uh wow. and i thought fantastic you know finally somebody's researching uh the uh, roots and branches of the story which are just kind of overwhelming the amount of information uh, that's in there if you dig deeply enough uh i was worried when i saw the first uh the, the first signs of the book's publication because it's called american caliph the true story of a muslim mystic a hollywood epic and the 1977 siege of washington dc mm -hmm. i mean it's true uh, but it feels a little sensationalistic. And I thought, oh, no, not another one of these. <laughs> and uh, then I started reading it. And I was just really, uh, it was breathtaking, the amount of detail that you have in here, tracing the story around the world. And it struck me that today's standards of journalism, uh, and probably even back in those days, because if you look at the archival video, which there's quite a bit, you mm -hmm. see that there's a huge amount of information about what happened, but nothing about why. Yeah. And after almost 50 years, there's still almost nothing about why until your book came out. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Shahan Mufti, uh, journalist, head of the journalism department at the University of Richmond and author of the new book, American Caliph, about the 1977 Hanafi Muslim siege of Washington, D.C. Thanks so much and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure.